So this is episode four of six of Flashback Week here on the Cross Border Interview Podcast. Just to get this out of the way, my name is Christopher Brown. I will be your host today, as I've been your host for every single episode prior to this. But I just have to say that just in case you are tuning in for the first time. And if you are, thank you. So... Just to give you a brief background before we jump into this episode, uh, I have been recording and putting these episodes together while in self-isolation during the coronavirus COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, I do want to say that I hope everyone's staying safe, uh, keeping that social distance going and making sure that we don't spread this virus any further than it has to be. Um, So for Flashback Week and this episode, we have the former MP for Vegreville Wainwright, Leon Benoit. Uh, During my time in Lloydminster as a political reporter, I sat down with Leon a few times. And this episode, I chatted with him about 2014 and how Canada is going to be preparing for 2015. They'd be heading into an election and how he would be seeing that. Uh, So with that being said, sit back, relax and enjoy cross-border interviews flashback week featuring Leon Benoit. Over this last few weeks and I I know I was supposed to call you back last week I think it was and didn't get to you. Hey, no, understandable, but thanks for at least getting back to me today. Greatly appreciate it. One, um, I'm not sure if Tristan told you, but we're doing the year in review again, and I just was trying to get you before uh, you went on holidays or you sort of settled down for Christmas. So, Mr. Benoit, right off the bat, how did this year go for the Canadian government? I think uh, it was actually excellent. Uh, you know, we got some really key things done to make uh, things better for families. Uh, families uh, with young children or any, in fact, with children, period. Uh, it was certainly a good year from a federal government point of view. And um, when it comes to the security of our nation, we have uh, made some changes that uh, will help make Canada more secure and are in the process of making others. Uh, the threat level is very high right now from uh, from uh, you know terrorists who would like to, to do damage to, to Canadians because of of our stand against uh, uh, their radical um, terrorism. And uh, so, you know, I think we, we've done some things in that regard, and there's more to be done. And, of course, we continue to focus on jobs uh, and growth and long-term prosperity. You know, we've been saying that ever since we got into government, and there, we, we said the economy, uh, you know, can't continue to go up forever, and, of course, it didn't. We got into a recession. And Canada's come through that better than uh, most other countries. So uh, we have handled that well. But uh, right now, again, uh, uh, the world economy is fragile. And, uh, you know, it's um, up and down and uh, it seems to be heading uh, for for tougher times, at least on the short term. Well, so, you, just and, you know, we're, we've certainly done what we can to help uh, put Canada in a good position to deal with that. Now, you did mention a few topics that I wanted to briefly uh, speak about today. Um, you, you mentioned about some bills that you passed to help children and help families. What are some of the bills that you were proud of when you passed them that makes it easier for the average Canadian to live and go, without, go along with their day right now? 
Well, in the first um, in the first uh, um, eight years of our government, we reduced uh, taxes so, or increased payments to to families with children by about thirty five hundred dollars for the average family of four. Uh, most recently, we've um, put in place uh, a regime of income splitting for parents with uh, children, uh, as well as uh, we've expanded the the uh, UCCB to include children six uh, to seventeen. So you, it, it was originally the the payment for uh, ch- for parents uh, was for children under six. Now it's for six to seventeen as well, uh, sixty dollars a month, and um, and then. So, so that's seven hundred and twenty dollars a year per child between the age of uh, six and seventeen, and we see the payment to uh, parents with children under six is almost uh, two thousand dollars. So, you know, we made some increases there that are going to help, and uh, uh, you know, they've been well received. Now, you mentioned in your previous statement so far that there is still more work to be done on a lot of these issues. What more needs to be done to help the average Canadian right now in, in going into the next year before the next election? Well, you know, that's why we've been focusing on, uh, this, you know, it's about jobs in the economy. And if you get the economy right, it's going to continue to create jobs. It's more difficult when you have Europe, for example, uh, either uh, stagnant or in recession. Uh, China is going through a, a tougher time, much slower growth. Uh, so the world economy is slowing down once again. So it does make it tougher, but uh, by lowering taxes, which we've done, lowering taxes to business by 35% since we got into office, I mean, that's really substantial. And that's why in Canada we have relatively good job growth. So if you want to help families, you make sure there's opportunity for them to get jobs. And we've done that through the uh, lowering taxes, reducing red tape, and improving the regulatory system for business operating in Canada. And the improving the regulatory system is particularly important for companies in the natural resource sectors. Okay. Now, moving on to the next set of questions, I would have to, like, I wouldn't be a true journalist if I didn't ask this question. The biggest news story to come out of Ottawa this year just happened recently with the shootings in Ottawa. Um, this has basically put national defense in uh, basically on the front burner for all Canadians. Can you just uh, speak briefly about the reaction you had when that was going on in Ottawa and also what measures have been put into place to make Canada a safer place now? Yeah, you know, first of all, I mean, all Canadians, uh, or certainly most Canadians, really reacted uh, with um, uh, com- compassion and uh, and um, a great deal of sadness with the death of the two military personnel uh, killed by uh, by terrorists who um, were motivated at least uh, by uh, ISIL, you know, and the radical Muslim element and. Uh, so it was really, really heartwarming to see a nation that stood behind the the two soldiers who were killed in this fashion. And, and then, of course, there was the attack on, uh, you know, the very um, center of our federal democracy, the Parliament buildings, and uh, that's something that, uh, you know, I experienced along with my 
fellow MPs and MPs from from the NDP caucus as well, and certainly all the personnel in the building and our staff. Uh, and it was uh, uh, certainly, uh, um, you know, a, a difficult time and uh, a time that brought it home that, uh, you know, we're not uh, without threat in Canada, and uh, we knew that before. Uh, you know, our intelligence agencies had, had uh, targeted uh, dozens of planned attacks on our country and uncovered them, and our police had dealt with them successfully. Until now, uh, all of them have been dealt with successfully. So we have to take a lot of pride in the security forces we do have in place. But, uh, you know, I, I think the the risk of another attack is high, and that's why we've, uh, you know, put in place since we got into office kind of a series of changes to help deal with that. And the issue is most of these attacks are stopped through intelligence that's gleaned by our police forces and by our intelligence agencies. So the r- real issue is, and most of this information uh, is is best uh, gotten at over the Internet. So yeah. uh, the, the real issue is how much should government, government agencies, police forces, intelligence agencies, uh, be using the Internet to help secure our nation. So it really is a matter of um, finding uh, uh, the right level uh, of use when it comes to government agencies. And that's something that we have... Uh, you know, worked out through legislation. We made changes a few years back. It helped, but it clearly isn't enough. So now we have to come up with, and we did pass some legislation uh, just, um, you know, just uh, a few or a month or so. Actually, we we had it, we were debating it in the House uh, the day the attack or the day after the attack uh, happened on Parliament, which would allow, uh, you know, the police to better deal with uh, people who, uh, were known to be involved with terrorists. So now we we have to decide what the next step is. And uh, all of us in in our, in our caucus are very uh, cautious about how far government should go in terms of of um, you know having access to people's private information over the internet. And we've always been very much very cautious on that. But clearly. Um, we simply hadn't allowed enough access enough access before, and so we're going to have to increase that access in some fashion because, I mean, the Internet is where most of this information is gleaned. And uh, in the same way that we changed the laws um, a few years ago to uh, allow police forces to deal with uh, child abusers, with um, uh, child traffickers and uh, child pornographers, uh, so, you know, that uh, that added access to the Internet to deal with people who were suspected of these activities has led to a whole flurry of arrests on on these, uh, again, you know, arrests of people involved in child pornography and, and uh, child smuggling. So that's been successful, and now that has to be transferred so we can use it to deal with terrorists. Now, 
At the beginning of the year, um, the uh, topic of the Senate came up uh, numerous times, and the Supreme Court came down with their uh, uh, decision that the government could not reform the Senate. Um, is this still a major issue that the government currently, uh, under Stephen Harper, is looking at, or has this become a non-issue now, and there's more pressing issues that have been, uh, that the government has to deal with in today's uh, world? Well, I, I know the reform in the Senate is still important to the Prime Minister and to our government, but the Supreme Court has made it uh, very difficult for us to, to make the changes we wanted to make. And the changes we wanted to make are really relatively uh, minor changes when it comes to, to you know, the changes to the, well, some, actually the changes we were proposing, we argued, uh, didn't affect the Constitution, didn't involve constitutional changes, and uh, that's true, I believe. But the courts determined that we couldn't uh, go ahead with them anyway, so uh, what do we do, you know, unless the Senate itself uh, finds a way to to make um, uh, reform, you know, to reform itself, and that's something still could happen. Uh, the provinces, certainly, we have encouraged them and continue to encourage them to, to make changes that will, uh, you know, allow us to elect senators, uh, you know, that's a good starting point, and that's what our legislation basically was, was to allow us to elect senators. And uh, so still not off the table, but uh, how much effort can we, you know, expend on that when we have all these other critical issues to deal with, such as the security of our country and the economy? Okay. Um, now, last set of questions is about your uh, position as chair of, the, uh, chair of the Natural Resource Committee. Um, right now, we're seeing falling uh, oil prices across the country and across the uh, well, across the country. Um, does this worry you right now that we're seeing under seventy dollars a barrel for oil? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a concern. Um, it, oil it always has been a a commodity that goes up and down. And uh, I remember when I, shortly after I was first elected, I believe it was shortly after I was first elected, oil uh, dropped down to every, you know, people were saying, well, it'll never go below $60 again, and it ended up uh, below 20 for a short period of time. So oil tends to be a market like that. Uh, Saudi Arabia and other OPEC countries uh, seem to be manipulating the price right now. And uh, I think their intention is clear. They want to put on hold some of the added oil production that's coming in in North America, you know, in the United States and in Canada. And if they can get some of these projects put off, uh, and they may well be successful. Some already, some companies have announced they're not going ahead uh, with uh, some oil you know, developments in the oil sands and elsewhere in North America. So it's working. Uh, how far they'll take it is hard to say. Uh, I doubt that we're near the bottom yet, but uh, th that's, uh, you know, for the markets to determine as uh, OPEC continues with their, uh, you know, keeping production at the, the same level. So, yeah, it is a concern, of course, uh, especially being from Alberta. You know, our economy depends an awful lot on oil production. Do you if see it rebounding? Pardon? Do you see oil prices rebounding anytime soon, or are we going to run out the year with the oil prices the way they are right now in a decline? Well, we, we know that they, the oil prices will rebound, but when, of course, is the question. And, you know, if I knew that, I could make a lot of money uh, in the market, couldn't I? But, I, you know, I doubt that we're going to see any increase before the end of the year. I think OPEC, uh, you know, has decided 
that they're not going to reduce production. They're going to continue with current production. And with the economies in Europe and uh, Asia slowing down, um, you know, I, I think... Uh, I think it's clear prices are going to continue to drop until something gives. Okay, and now my last set of questions is about uh, the writing of uh, Vegreville Wainwright. Um, what have you been hearing from the people over the last year about uh, what, what the direction of the government? Has it been mostly positive, or what have you been hearing on the streets in, the, in your writing right now? You know, generally the reaction has been very positive, and Prime Minister Harper is uh, very well respected in Vegreville Wainwright constituency. So it's been been positive. You know, there've been a few issues where uh, there have been, you know, certain people or groups of people who have, who you know, who have questioned what we're doing. Uh, for example, on the temporary foreign worker issue, uh, local businesses, uh, especially in the food services sector, have been uh, showing a lot of concern about that. But generally, no, the support is uh, very strong, and, uh, you know, I, I think uh, uh, we're in a really good position going into the election year in 2015. Perfect. Um, is there anything else you want to make sure that the people of uh, Lloydminster and our readership know about this last year, about what the government's done for them to make their lives easier that we haven't talked about yet? Well, again, you know, I think uh, people can... Uh, you know, be secure knowing that we've taken care of uh, some security issues and that we're looking at further changes that, that is going to allow government to protect them further from terrorist attacks. And most importantly, I think it's important for uh, families to know that the average Canadian family now uh, will be $4,500 better off uh, through tax reduction and through payments to families with children. Uh, than they were when we got into government. $4,500 a year. That's a lot of difference. That's $4,500 more left in people's pockets or sent to them uh, by government, by the federal government, every year. So that's significant. And as well, and this is every bit as important, by reducing taxes to business by 35%, that certainly has encouraged companies to continue to expand. And that's what's creating jobs, uh, 1.2 million jobs since the depth of the recession. So, you know, we're weathering the storm very well uh, so far. And, um, you know, I have every reason to believe that we'll do better than other countries in the year ahead. Perfect. And now, um, and I hate to beat a dead horse here, I wouldn't be a true journalist without asking the, the only question I usually ask you at the end of every interview. Have you decided if you're running in 2015 or not? I have made no announcement on that, Chris. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I want to thank you very much, Mr. Benwell. Greatly appreciate it. Uh, if I do have any follow-up questions or if I have any questions, do you mind if I just give Tristan a call again? You bet. And actually, we're sending out a, a year in review. Uh, I don't know if you got the first one yet or not. I'm trying to remember. I think we just sent that out um, last week, and then there's a part two coming next week. Okay. Well, I'll look forward this to look, week. seeing that then. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, great, Chris. Perfect. Thanks very much, Mr. Benoit. Merry Christmas. I don't see you before. Bye. Well, if that wasn't a blast from the past, then I don't know what was. Like I said, 
on Sunday. Every day this week, we have brand new episodes. They're a little bit smaller than our typical episodes of an hour. These were when I was first starting off as a political reporter back in Lloydminster. So I hope you enjoyed it. I really do. If you haven't already, give us a like on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter, Cross Border Interview Podcast on all three. And also hit a subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you find your podcast, we are there. With that being said, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Stay talking. Mm-hmm.